Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest. So we have to play a special intro. Pop chicken. All right. Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast, starring your host. What in the actual hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) That's my radio voice. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Eric Solage. Did I say it right? You did. You got it good. Thank you. I'm very bad with names, but I'm good with numbers. (laughs) Hence the 222. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. We've been uh, sitting, uh, looking at each yes. other from across the way. Uh, admiring. All morning, admiring each other. <laughs> I was I gotta say, I was like this the whole time. I, you, you know, and I was watching you quite intently <laughs> when you were doing the uh, the self-posing I and know. trying to get that perfect shot. So, well, I told my, I looked over at my son. I said, look at the care that that woman has taken to make sure that she gets the perfect Eric, social media shot. I'm 50 freaking years old and I need to take a good photo with no bags, no wrinkles, lots of filters. It's just how it is nowadays. Well, I I am 56 and um, I I have the same problem. So that's why I no longer take pictures while I'm naked (laughs) because there are bags and sags and... (laughs) I used to be skinny before COVID, right? (laughs) So... This is making me very... Are you Un- uncomfortable? Are you uncomfortable? Are you uncomfortable? And we've been uncomfortable looking at him all day long. No, it's like a love fest over <laughs> but, here. Two podcasters passing in the day. You know, I thought it was wrong to cross the streams. Why? Well, don't bad once things. you do, they curl around <laughs> each other. That's the part that I don't want to have happen. Okay. <laughs> a big snake ball over here. I see your swartz is bigger than mine. <laughs> It's not my fault. <laughs> oh, I see where this is going. Yeah. It's, it's going down the rabbit hole real fast. And our listeners right? are going, what the hell are they doing? Listen, this is podcasting, right? It is. We can do whatever the hell we want, right? Yeah. You have a great voice for podcasting. Oh, thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. He was that. telling me about when he was early uh, in his childhood and he talked it a little different. And then he found podcasting and all of a sudden his voice got different. Yep. And now he's a professional podcaster. You know, when you just turn on the Aphex, <laughs> it all gets good. It's great. Now tell us what sparked your interest in podcasting, the paranormal, and everything else. Well, talk to me. Tell me all. You know, tell me it um, kind of crazy. I mean, it started at right about five years old, and the reason I can remember it was five years old is if you recall. Um, it was a book by Eric Von Daniken and then turned into a movie, Chariots That's of the Gods. Yeah. Yep. So that movie came out, and, and I didn't realize this until I just recently, like within the last year, year and a half, I looked back to find out when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. And it came out in 1970. So in 1970, at five years old, I was begging and pleading with my parents to take me to see it because the, the, the movie commercials on TV, mm-hmm. you know, not not like trailers nowadays where you get more of the story, but you know, I was just fascinated by it and I begged and pleaded with them to take me to see it and they wouldn't do it. Well, one day my grandmother, my dad's mom was babysitting for me. And I was like, I tried my, I tried my shot with her and, and she took me. Now this is going to date and, and show you how people have changed throughout the years, but we were literally at the theater and 
I'm looking over at her while I'm watching this movie about, you know, um, uh, crop circles and, and ancient aliens. And, and I'm just fascinated. Ghosts. And I can't believe my eyes. I look over and my grandma is just sawing logs <laughs> while she's got a five-year-old kid sitting next to her who anybody could have grabbed and taken. Not yeah. that anybody would want me, but, you know, I mean, it was a different time. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and then I had this, like, you know, it, it's weird because it, you, you, start, you start telling, like, your lifelong journey journey mm -hmm. and when you sit down and you put it all into context of i'm going to tell you everything i come off sounding like a freaking nutcase because <laughs> it's like all right nobody has that much shit go on in their life you know you're making shit up but um so you know like around seven eight nine i was uh i was an only child and my bedroom was across the hallway from my parents bedroom which when I got older, it was kind of not the best place to be. Um, but <laughs> once you learn things. Um, but I was, I was a scared kid. I, I would spend my days reading or finding everything I could find out about Bigfoot, UFOs, Loch Ness Monster at that time. So, and those were probably about the, you know, the main three for a time when I was that young. And, uh, but by the time it came time to go to bed, my brain was just full of all this shit and they were all coming to get me, mm. you know, they were right outside my bedroom window. So in order for me to be able to fall asleep, I would ask them to leave the hallway light on so that, you know, I could be comfortable. And, uh, my dad was a very unique, very distinct looking guy. He was a little bit shorter than me, much bigger pot belly, flat top. And, you know, so, I mean, that, that having a flat top gives you a very distinct silhouette, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my mom, on the other hand, was, you know, a little on the portly side and had curly hair. And I just, I, I looked out my, you know, as I was kind of like drifting in, drifting out, mm -hmm. just falling asleep. I saw this silhouette walk up to my doorway and, and look in and, my initial thing was, you know, it was one of my parents looking in on me and, but the shape wasn't right. Okay. It was, it was not my dad's silhouette because, you know, the top of his head looked like you could set a beer on it because <laughs> of the flat top, you know, and my mom was more of a, a, a round figure. Mm -hmm. And this was, you know, I would have to say, you know, it was a long time ago, but from what I could remember, I would have to say that it was a more masculine figure much trimmer than what my dad was. And, you know, it just was, it was unusual because it was, it was just dark, you know, now the, the hallway light, I've gone through this many times. So I'm like, you know, I'm putting myself in the position of where my bed was as a kid. And I'm, you know, how many feet away from the doorway am I? And then with the door being cracked like this much, you know, whoever was standing in that doorway, where was the, the hallway light? above and mm -hmm. behind, you know, should I have been able to see colors of clothing or whatever? Yeah. And I mean, it was just all, it was all dark. It was all just a, I'm, I'm going to say a smoky silhouette, not that like you could peer through it or anything. Uh -huh. I don't remember that, but it was just a, you know, so I mean, you know, was that a, was that a shadow person? Was that, you know, a spirit of, 
grandma, you know, grandpa, grandma, or, grandpa or anything, yeah. you know, so I had that age 13, um, wicked cool story. Uh, the grandmother that, uh, my dad's mom, uh, after his dad passed away, we built on an addition is completely self-sufficient apartment to our house. And she lived there. Okay. So my parents kind of had built in babysitter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they start going out more and grandma stays and watch me. And, you know, I was like 12 or 13. So I really wasn't feeling that I needed a, right. a babysitter, but she was my grandma. I loved her and it was no big deal. It wasn't like I was, you know, having a house full of ladies come over or anything. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You guys are from Toledo. Toledo, so I don't know if you've ever heard of Sonus Vanguli. No, I haven't. Okay, there was this uh, Chicago radio or Chicago TV station that had uh, this personality on, and it was uh, I think it was on Friday nights at like nine or ten o'clock at night, and it was uh, it was kind of like a creature feature. Okay. But this guy dressed up with really um, really overdone you know, uh, ghoul makeup and he wore a top hat and he would bunch of, bunch of one liners. He'd have a rubber chicken and, okay. you know, it was just the son of Svenguli. And uh -huh. then he'd do his little shtick and then they'd go back to the movie. And then, you know, in between commercial breaks, mm -hmm. he'd do his thing. And I was watching whatever creature feature movie was on that night. I was laying on the floor on my stomach with my, my arms propped up under my chin. And so it's like 1030-ish. It's, it's, it's dark out, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, summertime, the screen door is open. The windows are open. The screens are in. And we're like right by the South Bend, Indiana Regional Airport. We're, you know, miles yeah. from it, but we're in the, the, the approach. Path, yeah, the approach yeah. Path, path. And uh, so I hear this plane going overhead, and it's just kind of like it's going and it's going. And, you know, the Doppler effect is you hear something way off in the distance, and it's quiet and then it gets over you and it's loud yeah. and then as it goes beyond you it's quiet again mm -hmm. well this was just going and going and going and it was like wasn't changing uh the sound wasn't changing it wasn't dissipating at all and i look back at my grandma and god love her she's sitting there with the tv guy doing her crossword puzzle <laughs> you know smoking her virginia slims right, and i'm right. like grandma do you hear that and she goes yeah yeah honey you know four four across and um I just, I just thought it was odd. It seemed like it was going on for too long. And all of a sudden, my neighborhood just lit up in the brightest, and I'm, I'm going to say this, in the brightest light you could possibly imagine. But it wasn't a light that would make you squint when you were looking out. Okay. It was, it, it was the vibrance, the intensity. It's like the difference between looking at an old Curtis Mathis color tv you know that was encased with the big you know you know 15 yeah. feet of wood around it um versus going to best buy now and looking at a you know a 10k hd yeah. you know i mean the detail I, I was like and and i can remember before i stood up i can remember looking up and and seeing the um the bottom of the gutters and I don't know if your parents ever did, but you hang hang lights along your eaves trough. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, my parents always had the, the big C6 or C7 yeah. ones, you know? And uh, so when I looked out the window and everything was light, as as I saw the the horizontal bottom of the uh, the eaves trough, it was almost like you could see the, 
the lattice, the glow of the, uh, like what you would think if you had bright Christmas lights yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, there was some changing of color and stuff, you know I mean? There was some hues of blues and some reddish and, you know, some maybe greens and stuff like that. But there was no like real distinct, oh, there's a red light there and a blue light there and this. Um, but so I remember that glow. So whatever, whatever the light source was, it was, it was above where I was at. Okay. And I got up and I started walking to the, the picture window, which I was only a few feet away from. I'm like, grandma, what, what's going on? And she goes, Oh, I don't know, honey, get away from the window. It's probably a storm. And I was like, storm, it's not raining. It's not, yeah. you know, nothing going on. And, and I stood at the picture window, and I was looking across at at the two neighbors that were directly across us. And our picture window, like, looked between those houses. And they had a really big, um, like, oak tree. And I, can rem- I was fascinated with that freaking oak tree because I was looking at it. And when I realized that I was looking into the canopy of the tree, and I could see the backs of the leaves. Okay. The detail yeah. and the intensity of the light, there were no shadows anywhere. Nothing cast a shadow. I mean, the light was like everywhere. It wasn't in my house, but it was everywhere outside. Nothing was, there were no dark areas. It was nothing was casting a shadow. And I was like, Grandma, what, what in the world is going on? And she's like, honey, I said get away from the window. Now get away from the window. And she, I, I heard the the tv guide snapped together like i don't know if she 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 closed the pages or if she was like smacked it against her hand like she was like scolding me yeah. to get away from my i'm not sure because i wasn't looking at her and uh at this point i don't know if the the sound is still going from the the plane overhead and i'm just i looked i looked to the right hand side of the house that i was just describing in the backyard and I could see my friend's house who was on the backside of the other block. And I saw their, I remember seeing this um, really nice tree house that they built because he had twin brothers and sisters that were only like five or six years old. So they built this really nice play set in the backyard. And I can remember looking at that and I was like, I could see it really clearly. And then I could also see the, the color dis- discoloration between the siding and the back of the garage that was replaced because their mom had come home from a party with mom and dad mm-hmm. and she would had drove through the back of the, the garage <laughs> yeah. and you know so they had to repair the garage but you uh-huh. could the the aluminum siding didn't match exactly the color wise mm-hmm. and I could see the the color variation and it was it just like the amount of detail that I was taking in was just like staggering and all of a sudden like you just flipped a light switch and, oh, and the other thing was that I could not see dark beyond. So, like, you know, my neighborhood was lit up, but mm-hmm. I couldn't see, like, past my, past, was there, like, a a certain amount of distance that I was seeing that was lit up, but behind that it was dark. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell that. Oh, it, wow. Everything just looked like lit a, up. Like a defined wall of light. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and like, just like that snap of the fingers back to being dark yeah grandma's pulling me at this point is physically pulling me away from the window and as she does it turns me to my to my right which lets me look down the road from me like two houses our street starts to curve and right at that curve 
is a telephone pole with one of those automatic street lights that come on at dusk and oh, go off yeah. at dawn. Mm -hmm. And as she's pulling me away from the window, I see that light is starting to glow. So I was like, that was bright enough. It shut that freaking light off. Mm -hmm. And now I'm wow. seeing it come back on. And I was like, I, I don't know that I slept that night. Yeah. You know, next morning I get up. My grandma's sitting in the kitchen with my mom and dad having coffee. I come out, guns a blazing, man. I'm just like. You are not going to believe what happened. Grandma, tell, tell him, Grandma, tell him, Grandma, tell him, tell him, tell him. And, and my grandma was like, oh, I don't know, honey. I, I, don't, I don't know what that was. I, think, I still think it was a storm. And I was like, she was just a lovely woman. I loved her to death. But I could remember being so pissed off at her yeah, because she was just threw me under the bus. And I was like, how could you not have been impacted by what we saw last night when I know that you were standing right there, you know, tugging on me, but she never would, she would never come, come off it. And so that was a Friday. My parents only got the newspaper on Sundays and South Bend isn't a huge town, maybe a hundred thousand people. And we're like an outlying uh, township. And <laughs> my dad, he was such a, he was such a joy to be around. He, uh, I can remember on Sunday him reading the newspaper in the afternoon. I was walking out of the kitchen to go down the hallway to go to my, go to my uh, bedroom. And he goes, hey, kid, here's your freaking UFO story. And I was like, what? And he's like, he showed me in the newspaper in the South Bend Tribune. And it said, it was like four or five lines. It said, residents on Hollyhock Road, south of the state line reported seeing lights in the sky above Claffey's Pond. Oh. Now, Hollyhock Road is, my, my neighborhood was like a big oval with two, two smaller ovals inside of it. Okay. If you drive out of that neighborhood, you either go on to 933, which mm -hmm. is a major highway, or if you drive out the backside of it, you wind up on Hollyhock. All right, so Hollyhock was right up against our neighborhood. Yeah. And Claffey's Pond was a... A field with a kind of like a water retention that, you know, just collected water and you could go get frogs and pollywogs and whatever. And that was that was Claffy's Pond right there. So it was literally the the article literally gave me like even though my parents didn't believe me or anything right. like that. It, it, was, it, was it was some valid. It was in the yeah, news. It was some validation. Yeah, validation. And, you know, at one point years ago, I found it. <gasps> wow. And. And it was on the the MUFON website. Oh, okay. And I cannot find it anymore. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I don't know if, you know, there was a, you know, a transfer of information and, you know, some things got lost or dumped or whatever. But, and I don't even remember maybe what my original search query was, you know, that mm -hmm. let me find it. But I, I can't, till this day, I can't find it again. Um, like in a, fact. Sounds like a challenge. In let fact, in fact um, Mr. Konkleski, um, mm -hmm. Michigan's uh, MUFON uh, director, director mm -hmm. I had him on uh, another podcast that I do. This is kind of a small local thing to yeah. where we live. Um, we had him on and he he invited me on to a Zoom call with a bunch of their, their members. And he had two of his people like going through the database and everything and they couldn't find it either. So. I was a little disappointed. I was hoping at least those guys would be able yeah. to track it well, it's down. It's got to be on a microfiche but, somewhere, right? Yeah. Like, you, would, you would think, yeah. yeah. 
I never for did sure. think about going and, and yeah, looking for the or newspaper. Or the library. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I can narrow it down to like, you know, a couple of years. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so, you know, I had that and then, uh, what was, uh, lost my dad when I was, uh, 22. He was hit and killed by a car wow. and, uh, some kind of weird, weird stuff started happening mm-hmm. um were you in the same house that you grew yeah, up in okay. yep yep and uh nothing's nothing scary i never felt any like oh shit we gotta get out of here um nothing like that nothing ever happened to my mom seemed seemed kind of like so i had i'd purchased him a it's called a mariner's crucifix mm-hmm. and it's it was a gold necklace and it had uh, an anchor with Christ on it yeah, uh-huh. because he loved boats and he always had a boat over in South Haven, Michigan and stuff. And uh, so I bought that for him in July when his birthday, when he turned 50 and uh, he was killed in October of that same year. So after identifying the body and, and going through all that mess, you know, I, I took his belongings and I started wearing that, that necklace and uh, it had a, it was a thin rope necklace mm-hmm. and, and I wore it constantly. So it was starting to like get, broken edges mm-hmm. that would stick in my in my shirt or you know I'd get wrapped around blanket you know yeah. when you're sleeping and uh, I finally I put some money away and I decided to get a new rope and I was going to start taking more care of it so I wouldn't wear it to bed and I wouldn't wear it to shower and stuff like that and uh, so some time had gone by and my mom was having a tough time dealing with this so she she kind of moved out of the house um, to to like be around her friend and and do her thing because I mean they were married from an early age and yeah. I think she was I think she was grappling with you know that all of a sudden I'm I'm free and you know I don't know what the hell to do with myself yeah. so um, but I stayed living at the house and I just I closed the door to my mom and dad's bedroom because there were pictures of my dad and I wasn't ready to deal with any of that stuff mm-hmm. you know at yeah. that point and uh, so. I'm getting ready for a date, and I take the take the necklace off, and I got a pretty sizable sink uh, yeah. countertop, and I took it off. I put it over way away from the the sink, and you know, got in, took a shower, got out, and the necklace is gone. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> so I'm looking at the terry cloth towel, thinking, you know, the the points on the anchor, uh-huh. you know, maybe give, grabbed one of the towels or something, and uh, couldn't find it, and. I'm looking in the sink and I'm like, shit, I got to take that gooseneck off because I know damn well it <laughs> yeah. slid down the gooseneck. So I did the, took the gooseneck off and it's not down there. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm retracing my steps and, you know, I, bottom line is I can't find the goddamn thing. Yeah. And uh, so I go out on my date and a couple of months later, going out on the same date, I believe, I believe she's the one that ended up actually becoming my wife at one point. Um, and I go to put my favorite white button down, t- uh, white button down Oxford on. Yeah. And I've, I got a pretty good tan going mm-hmm. and you know, I'm feeling pretty good and it's like, I want to wear my, sorry, I want to wear my white shirt. Boom. <laughs> I want to wear this white shirt to show off my, uh, my tan and, uh, I'm putting it on the damn button pops off uh. and I'm like ah. and I know where my mom keeps her sewing basket mm-hmm. and it is underneath her bed 
in the bedroom that I never go into because I didn't want to see the pictures of my dad. So I was like, screw it. So I walked down there and kind of took a deep breath. It was, it was kind of an emotional thing because I really wasn't prepared for seeing an image, image of my dad because I hadn't seen one since he passed away. And uh, so I took a deep breath and I, I walked in and immediately I'm looking at a picture of my dad and I'm like, ah. but it was, it was light. You know, I, I didn't have, we kind of had an, an estrangement. You know, I was, I was in an age where I was trying to break away and he wasn't happy about it. And we used to go fishing together, but we weren't fishing anymore. And, but we I think were, that's normal for any yeah. young man trying to just like yep. become a man. Yep. Right. <laughs> but at the point that he was, he was killed. We were kind of starting to come back to that where we could be friends again, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of made it suck even worse. Oh, okay. But I see the picture of him and I'm like, okay, I can do this. You know, I didn't have any bad, like really bad juju or anything about it. And I sat down on the edge of her bed, reached underneath the bed, pulled out this old uh, Christmas cookie tin that she kept all her sewing needles and stuff in, and um, I stitched it up. And when I was done, I looked up, and the dresser is there with this mirror. And over my shoulder is a picture of my dad's military photograph that was black and white. But back in those days, you know how they'd send them off to Get have the painted, color, yeah. kind of like pastels. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was over my shoulder, and I was like, hey, you know, it's, it's cool. Because it, the picture of him in that he was much younger mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, I was kind of like seeing yourself in it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, you're I, probably about the same age. Yeah. Maybe. Real close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I, so I was, I was feeling pretty good, you know, about the whole emotional, cause I really thought it was going to be like an emotional dump for me where yeah. I was just going to be like, Sobbing. really, yeah. this really horrible sucks, you know? And I looked to my left and my mom always used to get pissed at my dad because my dad would either go to bed with a, a half glass of Coke or, or mm-hmm. water with ice in it, and he'd set it on this ugly-ass round end table. Mm-hmm. And she would always get pissed because the next morning there'd be a white ring on it, and, you know, yeah. I couldn't tell you how many times I'd hear her, you know, in, in his ass about that wet ring. And it's like, it's the ugliest goddamn table I've ever seen. You know, what are you, what are you worried about, yeah. you know? And uh, I looked at that table, and there was like a third of a, a wet ring, wet ring yeah. on that on the top wood, and right in that was sitting that Mariner's crucifix. That I got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it, and I was like, "Okay, yeah." And I looked back at the mirror and looked at his face over my shoulder and I'm like, okay, I get it. Wow. I get it. That's incredible. And, uh, so, you know, I mean, I was just having a conversation with somebody over at our booth a little while ago and I, you know, I never had, I didn't grow up in a, in a household that whenever I would talk about this kind of stuff, you know, my parents would get pissed when I couldn't go to sleep because I was scared about the aliens and the Bigfoot outside yeah. my window. But they never discouraged my, my interest in it. Yeah. You know, and they never shut me down and said, you were born and raised Catholic and you can't yeah. believe in ghosts. Yeah. And, right. you know, yeah. they never shut me down on it. So the conversation I was having earlier, I said, I think that's kind of important as to people that, you know, have these experiences 
over a wide period of time in their life, I think I think we typically almost everyone probably has brushes with paranormal, but they're not open to it because they've they've closed off those those. Uh, they have your blinders on. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, and I don't think I have blinders on. So um, you know, I took my kids like I, I was saying before we started recording. Um, you know, ghost adventures and ghost hunters were were big shows in our household. You know, the kids kids like to be in there and they like to get scared. And you know, the parents we we enjoyed it because it was it was new and it was a subject matter that we liked. Yeah. You know, so about the age of you know, I think my daughter and my son were 15 and 16. You know, we went to a, a local, very small, very old cemetery in uh, uh, around Barren Lake, and. It was, for me, it was a harmless thing. It wasn't like we didn't have, we had a few kids with us besides mine. We didn't have to keep track of a bunch of kids over a, a big graveyard. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry, everybody was within sight. I didn't have to worry about some dumbass, you know, going and trying to tip over a right. gravestone yeah. or being disrespectful. I felt like I had everybody under my thumb pretty good. And uh, we had, you know, I, I got some photographs of you guys probably fans of 80s hard rock mm-hmm. okay oh, yeah. so motley crew theater oh, yeah. theater pain you know yeah. you had the two um the two theater masks mm-hmm. hanging uh-huh. there yeah um i took a picture of the tree line just surrounding the this grace graveyard and i was putting them onto the computer and my son comes walking into the room and he's like is that a face and i said yeah. what and he's like right there so i'm looking at it he goes no flip the Flip, flip the picture so the bottom's on the top and I was like what and he says here and he, he reaches over and he yeah. clicks this weird little thing and it flips the picture upside down so now you know the treetops are at the bottom of the picture and the mm-hmm. the base of the tree is at the top but there's this there's this face that is like almost identical to one of those masks like a theater mask oh, like wow. that and uh as you as you look at it, and I know pareidolia, pareidolia. Yeah. Um, I understand it. It's definitely a thing. Right. Um, I'm sure we're all have experienced trying to make something or making something that wasn't there or there. But this, you could you could literally see like the outline to shoulders and a torso and the way the leg was bent. But everything was in the wrong orientation because this thing was upside down. So when I took the picture, the head is at the bottom and the legs are like going up really weird. But I mean, it's interesting he, your son recognized he picked that, it out. Like, oh, yeah. Just like, yeah. he, I mean, he literally walked in the walk in the room, walked past the computer. And he goes, oh, is that a face? You know, like he wasn't even looking at it. And, yeah. and I don't know, maybe that was what was necessary. If I was sitting there staring at it, maybe I never would have found it. But um, then we had some an audio that was. In my estimation, I, when I listened to it, it was a uh, "you shouldn't be here," but it wasn't a it wasn't scary. It wasn't like "you shouldn't be here." Yeah. You know, it was. I got the impression like it was an older lady saying, "You shouldn't be here," and we shouldn't have been there. Yeah. You know, because we even though I made sure that everybody understood that we were treating with respect and and not doing anything to to desecrate that ground. We shouldn't have been there. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not for us. Yeah. Um, but I got to, it, and it didn't sound like a woman. I mean, but I got the feeling that it was like an older woman. And 
it was while he was walking around with his, uh, my son was walking around with his voice messenger uh-huh. open on his phone, okay. on his iPhone. And I never played it for him because if I would have played it for him, he would have shit his pants. <laughs> um, it and wasn't, you don't want to clean that up, right? And it wasn't until, you know, just maybe three, four years ago that I, well, maybe three years ago that I, I finally told him about it. And he's like, yeah, it's probably a good thing you didn't tell me because <laughs> I wouldn't have left the house again. Right. Um, but, you know, my daughter was talking about, holy crap, Dad, come here. Feel how cold it is over here. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll be there in a minute. And, uh, you know, I wasn't blowing her off. But, but when I walked between these two rather large trees and there was a monument behind those the two trees, I walked back to where she was behind those two trees. And there was a noticeable, I was like, oh, man, you're right. There was a noticeable decline in the temperature. Hmm. And And this is uh, outside. And this is outside. And it's, you know, it's nice weather. I mean, it's it's either late summer getting close to fall or, you know, late spring getting close to summer. So it was not, there were no, yeah, it was, it was, everybody was in, you know, either pants or shorts and a shirt. And, uh. I got back there and I was like, holy crap, kid, you're right, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is considerably colder back mm-hmm. here. And I was holding a, a Sony Handycam in one hand, and uh, I think it was in this hand, and then I had a, a Kodak um, digital camera, one-click digital camera in the other hand. And uh, so we're looking at this monument, and it's you know maybe a foot taller than me. Um, it's kind of kind of looks like the Washington Monument. You know, it's narrow and then, yeah. 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 And... Uh, and I'm standing there, she's standing there, and a couple of her other friends come over, and I've got, I've got the video is going, and then all of a sudden, you know, my, my 13-year-old daughter, maybe 14-year-old daughter is, holy shit, 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 and I was like, rage, <laughs> you know, and uh, she goes, did you see that, did you see that, and I was like, what, no, I didn't see it, and she goes, that blue ball that just shot off the top of the 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 wow. you know the um the gravestone and i was like no i didn't see it got home and played it back and sure enough on that video up near like where the where the tip starts to turn into a pyramid mm-hmm. there was like this maybe a golf ball size maybe not quite that big bluish white light that just kind of came into being and then did this tiny little zippy zip zip and then and then just went and it was gone and it was like maybe a second and a half altogether i mean i slowed it down to 25 percent speed on the on the computer and it was still like you could see it and but it was like gone in a in a flash so it happened that fast but she caught it with her bare eyes yeah and then luckily we got it with the the camera so you know and it's just that's what's so cool it's you know, orbs, but visible orbs are the craziest thing. Yeah. I mean, I like I mentioned to you that we were in uh, Randolph Asylum. Mm-hmm. We were up in the attic, and we basically saw the same thing. We were just sitting in the dark in the attic, watching red lights just go back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth. That's incredible. Yeah. You know? and, and there's a huge difference between the, the type of orbs that we're talking about yeah. versus the kind that people are taking pictures in a dusty room yeah. and, right. and they're yeah, getting refractions sure. from the, the, the flash. Yeah. I mean, these are like, these are because self. Because we know those are demons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, With a red circle around it. <laughs> yeah. It's, but, you know, then, you know, the Sasquatch stuff as of late mm-hmm. in the past 10 years, um, you know, Cliff Brackman's here, and yeah. you know, I love, 
I love the subject of Bigfoot, so I watched Finding Bigfoot. But, man, it just always felt left me feeling unsatisfied because even though I enjoyed him and, and, and James Fay on their, their characters, or not, not that they're playing characters, no, but, but them themselves, I enjoyed those two. Uh, but you know, every week it was the same thing. We didn't get, we didn't get. You were left with yeah, more, or left with the thought that well, I just watched this whole show, right? And There's I didn't no get payback, anything out right? of it. Yeah, yeah, because the producers are are doing their shit, and, mm-hmm. you know. So there for some a long time, my my uh, my Sasquatch and Bigfoot enthusiasm was kind of at a superficial level. It was. You know, I got to those shows and it was like, okay, so there's not a whole lot more here because, you know, even though I want it to be or I think it should be or I think it could be, these guys aren't finding it. And, you know, but I kind of broke through that that barrier and I started going deeper. Mm-hmm. And when you start going deeper. Yeah, I know. The shit starts getting deeper. Yeah. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, and goes off into so many different rabbit holes. Yeah. And- so, you know, then my my gut and I and I think I think being a bouncer in my early years was was something that helped me with like wading through the bullshit when it comes to paranormal and Bigfoot. And I know this sounds really weird, but there's mm-hmm. a correlation to it. Yeah. You know, I I got to the point where when you came into the bar and paid your $2 cover charge, that's dating me. Whoa. <laughs> um, <Woo>. You know, <laughs> I, could, I got to the point where I could tell whether you and your girlfriend were getting in a fight tonight or you were going to be a happy drunk or if your girlfriend was going to be standing up on the end of the bar trying to take her bra off or, you know. I just got to the point where I could sense your energy and, and pretty much know I'm going to have to keep my eye on you. You're harmless you might go home with me tonight. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it yeah. was weird, but I, my gut and, and it was oddly accurate. So I use that even till this day with the vetting of people that I have on my show. Yeah. Because if I sent some bullshit, I know I'm going to pull it out during the middle of an interview. And then my, my, my listeners are going to, and I don't want to, I don't want to put them in a position to get half through halfway through an interview and be like, man, this is really good. And then like, Oh man, man what the yeah. hell yeah. yeah you know you had me and then you know it's kind of like the hulu uh sasquatch uh documentary that they just had on i didn't see that so. well you know they advertise it as sasquatch and it's this like did sasquatch murder three people oh. in the 1970s in the california mountains <laughs> yeah and you know basically they have bobo fay on there and they have a couple other people and they start talking about in the first episode about Bigfoot. And, you know, it's like, holy shit, they did a good job on this. You know, this is three episodes. Maybe it should have been five. But and then you get to the second episode and you find out that it's some some drug growers, uh-huh. the marijuana growers were killed up on top of this mountain. And one of the guys that was implicated in possibly having committed the murders but denies it was named Bigfoot because he was a, a big guy and he didn't wear shoes. Had nothing to do with the topic. It was just like clickbait, super clickbait. Uh. It's a great story. You mm-hmm. can get the same story on um, Netflix. I think it's called Murder Mountain. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a very good crime story, but there was no need to involve 
bringing the Bigfoot yeah. into it. And it just made, you know, it's not like we got enough problems dealing with people that are, you know, want to throw stones at, yeah. at the topics we talk about. Yeah. Right. Then you've got this. And I mean, I had so many people were like, oh man, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. And then, you know, after they get to the second or third episode, they're, they're texting me like I'm responsible. Oh, it's yeah. like, I have a podcast. I don't make movies. What the hell are you yelling at me for? You know, so. It's always the podcaster's um, fault. But yeah, I, you know, all this shit just kind of piled up over the years and I love talking about it and I really don't give a shit when people roll their eyes at me. You know what? Move along. I'll talk to the next guy that'll give me two minutes. It's, you know, There's so many people that say, well, he's an expert. No, he's not. There's yeah, no, experts. no experts. Nobody knows nope. the real thing. And that's why we come to conferences. That's why we meet people. That's why we do shows, you yeah, know, to learn. Exactly. I want to... I know you're not supposed to do this in an interview, but I want to stop and go back to your grandmother. Sure. Because it's stuck in my mind when she saw, when you saw that UFO and she just kept saying, no, 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 it's just this. Yeah. Do you think that maybe she's seen it before and she doesn't want to I bring it up? I was thinking the same exact thing. Like, like you know, I never thought about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because. Like she was I, trying to play it down because it's happened before and she didn't want to acknowledge it. Yeah. Or I've heard of Holy so many shit. times where. I have no idea, but yeah. that, that is something mm-hmm. I never thought of. Because abductees, they get so blasé about it because. I've heard so many things where they're when they get abducted, they get put in their mind that they're not seeing it. Like like people that say they see owls, right, 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 instead of aliens. Yeah. I when you were saying that, it just popped in my mind that I wonder if she was an abductee, and when this happened, it was nothing to her because she's either seen it before or it's put in her mind that she doesn't see it. You know, not to change your family history or no, anything. No, 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 no. But here, here's an interesting thing that. It always kind of, always kind of grossed me out a little bit. My grandma had a, a very large, she had a very long, large scar that went almost from one ear to the opposite side of where her uh, windpipe would be. And, you know, as she, as she got older, I mean, your skin wrinkles and stuff, but whenever she would turn her neck, there was always this very deep, and I can remember asking her once, it's like, Mama, what, you know, what, what's the deal with the scar? So apparently my, my grandpa, my dad's dad, was really not a nice guy and was um, abusive okay. to, to her. And my dad would have to go live with her sisters, uh, kind of got passed around mm-hmm. from sister to sister because my grandmother didn't have couldn't couldn't bring herself to leave her husband even though he was abusive yeah but yeah apparently they were like their car stopped working while they were on a train track and and they were in an accident because of yeah the the, you know getting the car I don't know if some but I'm not, I don't remember, I'd have, I don't even know if anybody's still alive that could tell me. I can't remember if some other car had a, like hit their car with enough force to get them off the track so that the train wouldn't hit them, or if the train clipped the front end of the car and, and then through, regardless, yeah. broken glass cut her throat okay. um, pretty badly. And so, and I mean, I don't know, did their car stall out because 
you know, uh, of electromagnetic uh, interference because I don't know. It or was something like Betty and Barney Hill type yeah. situation where you know, yes, I don't. Stop. I don't know. It was. Yeah. I, I do. I do remember being with his. Really, she's just the best grandma, man. She, yeah, she really was. She bought me my first Playboy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask her to, but she did. You know, it's because I didn't want to go through the embarrassment of asking. My, it was actually it was when Bo Derek, Bo Derek posed for Playboy. Okay, and you know I came up with some cockamamie story that good I, article I had a yeah good articles or you know <laughs> it's got an ad in there and I can only get it in this one. But she literally went and bought me that Playboy. Oh, that's um, Cool but yeah, grandma. but yeah, I was just—I can remember just being really pissed that she she threw me under the bus by not, you know, mm-hmm. coming coming to my side while I'm telling my parents about it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Because when you were saying that, that's exactly what popped in my mind was she could be a, yeah, a, an yeah. abductee. It's possible. You know, you never know because they won't come out and say I've been abducted. Yeah. Grandson, I need to tell you something. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe you could try to communicate with her through Spirit Box or, or a medium or something and, and get some of those questions answered. You know. If you would want to, right? Like, would so, you want to? So here's, here's my kind of thought process. After my dad was, was killed, um, that kid's got an itch. He needs to do something about that because <laughs> that, that was altering the way he was walking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rabbit so, hole. It's going down real fast. Adventures in paraconning. I'm like, dude, mom, you gotta wash something for this kid. Get the fire hose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. shit. Where was I uh where was I going? I don't, I don't even remember. Know. Um don't even know. <laughs> seriously, what what was uh the Playboy? You your mom yeah, or but grandma she, she asked me she something asked, else. Oh, what did I ask? I don't know. <laughs> We're professionals, folks. I know, right? um, oh, about um, oh, about contact, trying to contact with. Oh, them. oh yeah, 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 as a medium. Uh, okay. So, um, here's a couple more weird things. Twice now, I've tried to go to a medium. Um, once was as a birthday gift from a very lovely lady that I started dating after I got divorced. Um, we were actually in New Buffalo, Michigan, mm-hmm. and there's a, a very narrow, narrow hallway that goes upstairs to this building. It's got a little shingle outside there, and she took me there for my birthday, and she's like, we're doing it. And I was like, eh, okay. So we went upstairs, and we're standing outside the door, knocked on the door. It's got the open sign up, and uh, you hear, like, rustling behind the door and everything, and there's a peephole, and you can see the light blocks out, so somebody's looking out. And they didn't say anything. And she's like, well, what the hell? And she knocks on the door again. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe she's already got somebody in there. And, you know, maybe it's a small apartment. And, you know, but I would think you would have, like, a sign that said yeah. in the middle of a yeah, reading yeah. or something. So she wouldn't answer the door. And I'm like, well, maybe she doesn't want to talk to me. And I don't know. I mean, if you're a medium, maybe you recognize that something coming up the stairs that you don't want to tell you right. know yeah so um then i tried again a couple of years ago to go to one and um papa michigan i think it was okay somewhere around there and uh i walk in hi how are you and she's like um 
yeah, I'll I'll read her, but I'm not going to read you. Oh, and, and I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, I just don't think that's a good idea. And I said, okay, listen. I said, don't take this the wrong way. I said, I'm not trying to pry or anything or get you to do anything that you don't want to. But I said, you know, I went to one of these a long time ago. And, you know, they're like looking through the window or through the peephole at me, but they wouldn't answer. And now you haven't even talked to me yet. And you're telling me no. I said, can you like give me a, she goes, I, don't, I have no idea. She said, I just don't think it'd be a good idea. And so I wanted to get a medium on my show. So I, I started reaching out to some friends. I'm like, hey, have you anybody you guys, and a buddy of mine says, hey, you need to check her out. She's got some stuff on YouTube. She's a local lady. She used to be a, uh, I think she used to be a local judge in the Northern Indiana area. He said, she's just the sweetest elderly lady. Um, he said for like the first 40 minutes of the hour, he said, she was banging, man. She was like, she was hitting things that were, and I was like, all right, man. And so he gives me her info. I sent her an email. I explained, you know, who I am, what I'm doing. I said, you know, I, I don't, it's not an ambush. I don't want to get you on and make fun of what you do. I said, I just, you know, my interviews are good conversations about weird shit and uh, things that people ought to know about what you're involved in. And she says, Oh, I'd love to, I think it's a great idea. I'd love to get the name out there and I'll help you out. Can you give me a, um, a sample of, of what you're doing? So I sent her a couple of episodes and, uh, I let it go like four or five days. And I, I sent her back a message and I said, Hey, Elaine, I hope you had a chance to, to listen to the show and was wondering what you thought and when we could get something set up and she's like, hi, sweetie. Um, just wanted to let you know, I'm going to decline. Oh my God. And, um, I walk a path of light and, um, it was, it may have coincided with the point where I had done a, an episode with a reverend in the church of Satan. Yeah. But I'm not a Satanist. I, yeah. I flat out on the show suggest that I am not encouraging anybody to, to walk that path. But mm-hmm. if you are interested in what the Church of Satan says they are about, then listen to this. Because this guy is very articulate and he was a, he was a great, gracious uh, guest. Loved talking to him. Would do it again. But don't know that I believe everything that I heard come out of his mouth. Yeah. But yeah, and she... Uh, after being all like, yeah, gung-ho, we're going to do this, and it's going to be great. And then she was just like, nope, I'm not going to do it. And so I don't know what the hell. It's so bizarre. I, like, I don't know if I might. Like you have attachment or something. I don't yeah. know if my And I don't, have, I don't have any kind of weird shit going on in my yeah. life that, yeah. I'm, that I'm bothered with. I don't have uh, manifestations. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know. But you can have an attachment and nothing happen for 20 years, and then one day all of a sudden shit's going to happen in your house, yeah. right? Yeah, or... You know, I've heard also where people have attachments on them and only psychics can see. And I'm, I'm thinking that's what's up with you. So we're going to have to find a psychic and just beat the heck out of you. Just, you know yeah. what? I tell you what, I'll strip down naked as hell. You just get a soul scrubber in here and yeah. just let her go to town on me. Huh? Big, big wire brush. Slap my ass and call me Yanko Doodle Dandy. Yeah, slap my ass and call me whatever you want. <laughs> But yeah, so, so a lifetime of uh, weird shit, and yeah. I just interest, and it doesn't scare me off, and I want to know more, and uh-huh. I love talking. Obviously, you you know, I mean, I just <laughs> I enjoy it, and yeah, 
So, so let's talk about your your podcast. How many shows sure. you got out? Where you at? Uh, released. I think we're at uh, this past Tuesday. We, we release every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern, and I think that was episode 21 or 22 that just released. Okay. Started back in uh, February, I think on the 14th was my first release, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's just it's it's growing slow but sure. Um, yeah, that's the way. Right you do now, it. I'm averaging about between 320 and 300 downloads a week. Yeah. That's so, awesome, you know, good. it's, I've got a, I've got a great interaction with, uh, with the social media, mm-hmm. the people that are following me on Instagram and, tw- uh, not so much Twitter, but Facebook and Instagram running into a lot of people who don't seem to be too scared about talking about not necessarily wanting to come on and record with me, but, mm-hmm. you know, sharing some of their experiences and stuff. Um, just a, a ton of positive comments about yeah. the show super happy about that you know and just just trying to find more people to talk to and get more experiences out and i think i do things a little bit different than you know i don't know that there's necessarily a one cookie cutter of, oh, yeah. of a paranormal podcast but i just seem to fall into more of i like having conversations you mm-hmm. know and if if i pick something out that you know strikes me as odd about something you said you know i'm gonna I'm going to ask you about it. And then, you know, if that leads down a a path of, you know, no return, then, then so be it, you know, so we talk about that, but, um, it's not really scripted. I, I haven't kind of have an idea in my head of bullet points once I know who or what my guest is about, but it's not really scripted at all. It's, uh, I, I, I will, I will say this. I typically, I do like, a I call it an atmospheric podcast because, the opening two or three minutes is a, a very atmospheric. I add a little bit of reverb and a little echo to my voice mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of make it kind of draw you in and make mm-hmm. you. But during the, the interview, I just go with my straight voice. Yeah. And, um, it's just I've got a lot of positive comments, cool. you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm super thrilled with it. I was hoping to just rub elbows with a bunch of people here and, mm-hmm. you know, get some more listeners and possibly contact some people that have had experiences that will want to be on the show. I got to talk to several nice people that uh, I've been wanting to have on the show with Cheryl and uh, um, Ken Gerhard. I, t- I talked with uh, um, Cliff Barackman and kind of got a, uh, a commitment out of him as well. Yeah. and. So, and yeah. that's why we come to these conferences, yeah. just yeah. to meet to people, make, you know, yeah. make connections. Mm-hmm. And we love just people who aren't non-vendors. Just they'll be come up and never told anybody this. This is what yeah. we hear all the time. I've never told anybody this, yeah. and you know, a good story's coming when uh-huh. you hear that, right? But it's yeah, it's amazing. Well, I've got a guy. I, I met him at um, what a month and a half ago, two months ago, maybe now, um, West Branch, Michigan. Yeah, I went to that, and uh, this guy came up to the booth and he started talking to my son and I, and he had done uh, ayahuasca. Oh yeah, and and I was like, I looked at my son. I said, "Get up!" I said, "Have a a seat." Yeah, (laughs) and uh, we started talking, and he's just a super nice guy. Him and his wife were there, and uh, we just started talking about his experience. And I was like, "Man, would you would you be interested in coming on?" And Mm He's like, yeah, you know, I think I would. And he says, you really think it's that interesting? I was like, holy <laughs> shit, man, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, you know, we talked about it, and then uh, I emailed him a couple of times, and 
he just never got back in touch with me and yeah. he shows up here today oh cool. and uh i mean we i don't think i was here 10 minutes and and i got this person from behind me you know grabbing my arm and i was like oh already we're gonna have problems already and i turn around and it's him trying to grab for my hand and she he started shaking my hand he says hey man i'm sorry i haven't responded to your uh emails he said i know i've been ignoring you but he's like mm-hmm. i'm kind of like in a mental uh a morality spot with you know coming on and and talking about the the wonderful good that happened for me because like the guy that was beside me doing it at the same time had a fucking horrific experience yeah and he's like you know mine was like being being touched by god Uh uh-huh but this guy he said his was you went to hell (laughs) you know so he's like you know i i want to talk to you yeah but i don't want any of my message to influence somebody to go do it Mm -hmm. and then have an experience like what this guy had because he says i wouldn't want that on my on my shoulders Mm -hmm. and i was like okay (laughs) you know (laughs) i can't argue with that yeah so, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, so hopefully he, it ho- opens up a whole world when you're on doing paranormal podcasts to everybody. It's you like you would never met him. Right. Yeah. And it's just, you'll get used to people come up to you and saying, I never said this. I and you're like, hold on. Yeah. Let me hit record. But anyways, I want to thank you for coming on. Hey, I it's appreciate it. Um, the podcast is uncomfortable that's un comfortable yep available everywhere you get your podcast from yep and if you have our time finding it for some reason it, it doesn't pop up in the searches like okay. it should so if you, if you do look for it just type in uncomfortable followed by the name eric e-r-i-c-k okay. and then that brings it right up i don't know why but because uh, eric's uncomfortable yeah it must be <laughs> but yeah we're we're on all the different uh all the different carriers and just having a ball. No, no signs of stopping. Thanks yeah. so much for having me oh, over thank here. Thank you. And I uh, appreciate it. It was great talking All with right. you. Black and brother. let's leave everybody with the question. Why ask why? What's on your mind, folks? Bye. 60 Second Club. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great week. It's in a